Thank you so much to our sponsors, Yellow Racket Records, a place for music lovers to discover, hear, and buy new and pre-loved records. Great staff, great coffee, comfy chairs. YellowRacketCHA.com and RC2 Realty Solutions Real Estate Investments. Robin Ring's got a brand new thing. Call 531-1722. Only in Jeff Styles, America. I'll be better off Good call than I was Good call on the bumper music there I, I, I had no expectations for that movie I, I was I'll really mystified when everybody was talking about what a great performance it was I was like, well, was it was a really good book But I just, I how are you going to turn that into a feature movie? They did They did, and they it did. was good They did a very good job of it Eddie Vedder's soundtrack, Into the Wild Sad tale, of course. Uh, we have guests in the studio. Speaking of getting into the wild, or at least out of the indoors and into the outdoors, kind of what they're focusing on here right now, and that's what we do here at the Explore More Hour, second official Explore More Hour, uh, since we had Dawson Wheeler in last week and since the pandemic hit and we had to cancel in-studio appearances. But Barry White is with us. He is the CEO of, uh, is it just Chattanooga Tourism Bureau? Chattanooga Tourism Company. Company, company. Didn't have a badge to be officially called a bureau. I was going to say, that that that, that, <laughs> that name is still relatively new, though, is it not? It, it is, yeah, about a year. That's what I was thinking. And also, Brian Myrick, and it is Myrick. You got it. And he is the race director for the Ironman, and as we all know, with great fanfare and happiness, the Ironman was announced back, and I mean back and on top of us. It was like... It's here. I mean, it's here. You know, I mean, because, I mean, it's just right around the corner. So you have got to be like a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest right now. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot going on, and we're looking forward to being back. I think it's been 20 months since uh, we've been racing here. So uh, we're ready. Well, all right. Let me let me kind of, I guess, start buried. Let me ask you, when, when we talk about sporting events coming to town, and that's all part of the tourism business because it's not just the participants – it's the families. Softball clearly is a dominant figure and brings a whole lot of money to town. We were just talking about fishing. You know, fishing tournaments used to be real big. They fell off for a long time. Now they're making a big comeback in our region. The Ironman is a huge one for you guys, is it not? It is, absolutely. The 70.3 that's coming up this month is uh, just Again, I think, you know, first of all, Brian's been working under the radar a little bit. He, he didn't just fall on his plate I too easy. <laughs> I, I, I know how it works. Yeah, but. But we, yeah, with, uh, you know, new administration we got in and, and got the permits and everything that we needed at the last minute to, to make this thing happen. It's it's about a 6.4 million impact, and that's just for the 70.3. And then we have the, uh, the other one in the fall, which uh, is even larger than that. So just a tremendous impact to our, to our community financially and economically but uh, like you said families are traveling in uh, we have i don't know you know mark will talk about this on the number of volunteers and things and the community engagement and just the spirit and camaraderie that goes along with that event well, is a tremendous add to our social I have a life. question actually for both of you i grew up in australia where the iron man is a major sporting event um all along the beaches we'd always see the guys running 
and sure. that, that was about the extent of my interest in it at that time <laughs> as you watching know, guys run. as yeah, an okay. elementary school kid but what makes chattanooga so special for this do, for this race clearly love us yeah yeah, I mean, I think, you know, one of the things that Chattanooga gets voted best for every year is the venue. And and so our community here is phenomenal. They come out and support this event, uh, really unlike any other community in North America. You've got that, and then you've just got the geographical stuff. You've got a river through the heart of the city that just makes for an unbelievable atmosphere. Um, we've got the downtown finish. We've got everything right there on the banks uh, of the Tennessee River in Ross's Landing. Um, and then this community just comes out in droves, which... You know, athletes are coming in. You know, we'll bring in 3,000 athletes next week. But I think one of the things I'm most excited about calling Chattanooga home is that this is going to bring people out. You know, this is going to get our downtown, you know, it's going to be animated again, which I was downtown for Hincapi last weekend, another great event that the sports committee works with. And, yeah, it was fun to see. And I think we're looking forward to bringing that back next weekend in a big way. Well, Iron Man is that, um, that real feather in the cap when you're talking about triathlons. They're all over the place. And I know the the renewed and resurgent popularity of spartan races uh, i've noticed that with great interest again i did use the word out in the hallway masochist uh you get into some of that stuff it truly is i think <laughs> it becomes a mental illness almost but god bless them if that's what they want to do but iron man it's just it's the one that i mean everybody knows everybody knows so to be so endeared to this area for that organization you know, wearing that title and all the people that buy into it and and it's a lifestyle I mean, that says a lot about our town. It does. And just to piggyback on what uh, Brian said, I, I believe we were in the top three is the, the, the best location from the athlete's perspective. And it's and it was really about the, the people of Chattanooga and the area and hosting that make that experience what it is. Obviously, we have the great natural, uh, natural assets, but it's really sure. about the people and coming out and volunteering and cheering those athletes on. And I'm just gonna, a great event. So if you're, so I'm going to guess Hawaii's number one. You know, Hawaii, Hawaii is a heck of a destination, but uh, expectations for that world championship are, are pretty through the roof. Um, in North America, Chattanooga is, is way up there. You know, but again, it goes a lot of reasons, um, but the people make this race what it is. And, and we, we do have people who show up to cheer other people on, which is unusual. I mean, if you're not involved in the sport itself, you know, you think, well, who, who's, who's going to care? Well, people do. It's funny. They'll get along the routes and set up a chair Absolutely, and, sit there they and will. do nothing except cheer and bang a cowbell when they come by. Oh, for the race in the fall, the full, uh, you know, that race ends at 1 a.m. Um, the police will have to go through North Shore and go through the country club area about t- 1030 at night and tell people we're done. Um, yeah. And they're, they're almost disappointed. You know, I mean, I remember Councilman Jerry Mitchell, fantastic friend of the event, you know, just he got that area animated and it was always something special. And athletes, athletes love that. You, I mean, you're 26 miles into a marathon after everything else you've been through. You'll take all the sports you can get. And this town is certainly not short in that. Well, Barry, I know you would remember uh, it, it, they haven't done it in the last couple of years. Had a couple of bad incidents to the uh, the three state three mountain challenge. Um used to take the route used to go up uh burkhalter gap road which is the road that we would at lookout mountain flight park we would fly from the ramp to the landing field and then drive back up and fly again maybe if it was a good day but we would see the the when they were having that event burkhalter gap has three false summits and we actually set up at the first false summit uh, the first year they did it, and we were cheering people on, saying, you're almost there, you're almost there, 
just and really got a big kick out of seeing the look of disappointment on their face when they came up to the top and they asked us to quit doing that <laughs> because it was, it was really bumming people out so that tells you about it, something about me and my friends but i mean the fact of the matter is though is that we weren't the only ones people literally anywhere they could pull over and park to cheer people on they did so i think that's great that's great about us now the Iron Man coming up. Or what are the specs on it? What do people need to know and how to, how to get more information? We'll go to a commercial break here in a minute. Yeah, so next weekend, May 23rd, uh, about 3,000 athletes coming in from all over the country. Um, 1.2-mile swim downriver in the Tennessee River, 56-mile bike that starts in downtown Chattanooga, and then most of it's in North Georgia, followed by a 13.1-mile run uh, out Amnicola Highway and then on the North Shore. Now, I know for a fact, I want Jen to be able to ask any questions she wants to follow up with, too, that, I mean, the route is remarkably important and people doing this if they go off route by mistake or even if this if the if the route is set up incorrectly they basically lose points and time and a huge expenditure yeah, of energy how often does that happen though it's happened it's, here a couple of times i just know i mean i'm talking about they take it very 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 seriously i'm not trying to point fingers it's pretty well saying, marked yeah, we're, out. We're, we're, we're pointing fingers yeah i was gonna say you have got to really have this thing dialed in if they go out of their way 12 feet to one side they'll blow out the whole race yeah, we're, we're fortunate here. A ton of support from police and law enforcement. We, we bring in an incredible staff to help pull this off. Um, hasn't happened for us for Ironman. So, uh, you know, there's a ton of support out there, a ton of markings. Um, you'll see a huge police presence. So we're looking forward to making sure these guys go where they're going. But, yeah, it's a, it's a heck of an undertaking to get athletes 70.3 miles across, uh, you know, Chattanooga and Walker County. No. Yeah. So I, I am an early riser thanks to my job and um i like to get out on the walnut walnut street bridge and watch the first section of it the swimmers what is the best time for for other spectators to get out there so that they can see the race starting well, yeah that, that is that is where they're kind of packed up the tightest isn't it and, and that's where you don't want to be off course in, yeah in the river. You, you hopefully yeah. you don't screw yeah. up the swim you know we've got a new swim this year so we're straight down river um so we're starting at the rowing center instead of gps school oh, yeah wow. we're, we're fortunate one of the unique things about our swim is you go under three bridges so you go under veterans bridge market street bridge and walnut street bridge so uh starting at 650 athletes will be in the water it'll take them 25 to 50 minutes to get down river so any of those bridges between seven eight o'clock fantastic view and then everything's sort of centered around ross's landing so if you just want to see what's going on come on check it out we've got the expo going on uh friday and saturday a lot of things going on uh sunday but all centralized right around ross's landing now when when you talk about the names in iron man I'm sure. The, the, again, this is a lifestyle for people. I mean, there are there are people who are the Tiger Woods of this event. Do we get that that level of people here? Because I can't pretend to know who's who in this in this sport. First of all, people do come to Chattanooga from all over the world to participate in this event. We do have professionals and and, and others. So. Yeah, it's a, it brings in athletes from all over the world. You know, we've got some unique uh, things going on right now with code, with travel restrictions. So this this race is a little bit different. Typically, we'd see 20 different countries represented. And now that'll, this is essentially going to be a North America race um, just because, again, border restrictions and, and travel restrictions. But we get some of the best in the world coming here to Chattanooga. Um, and we've seen that every year. Uh, and it makes it exciting. You know, triathlon is one of the unique sports where, you know, age group athletes, you know, your everyday athletes get to race with pros, um, yeah, which yeah. makes it exciting. That's what I, I love about outdoor sports in general. And I came here to, to be a hang glider pilot and then got into whitewater paddling for a long time. 
and I have done rock climbing. It's not my sport. It's not something that it to me. I'm scared the whole time I'm on the rock. I'm not really having fun, but I understand how other people do it. But the thing about these sports, surfing is the same way. Um, you you can be an absolute rank beginner, but if you can get out there and do it, you're sharing space with the people who are the world's best. And you can be on the same rock, in the same thermal, you know, surfing the same rapid as some of the people who are the very best in the world. And you don't get to do that in the world of golf. You don't get to do that if you're just a weekend warrior playing, you know, pickup game of football, you know, flag football with the, the guys. You don't get out there with, you know, Aaron Rodgers. But in these sports, you do get to do that. I think it's wonderful. It's what sets it apart. Did, did you, did either one of you participate in the Ironman? Yeah, you know, I, I got started as a professional cyclist, so I've always had a a background in, in at least part of it, but I've done it, and uh, I don't ever want to swim that game. <laughs> I mean, See, I, and there are those who, su- they say the swimming part's the easy part, yeah, and they I don't want to run. They don't want to run. So, yeah. to run, as know. we were talking earlier about, you know, being in better shape in, a, in our younger years, yeah, um, yeah I participated in a, in a relay, which means you do one leg. I was begging to do the swim, um, <laughs> but I ended up on the run, and, and yeah, one and done for me. You know, Barry comes from Augusta, <laughs> yeah. which also has a downriver swim, <laughs> So we get to uh, athletes here love the swim because it's current assisted. So yeah. it's yeah. going to be fast, but that's definitely one of the unique things that makes Chattanooga well, special if, is, is it's fast. If you want to do, if you really want to do something to push yourself, there's folks like Karen Nazer Hill who will jump in with you at Ross's Landing to swim to South Pittsburgh and, and not think twice about it. If that's what you want to do, there will people who will who will do that with you. If you just want to go from, you know, Coolidge Park over to the riverfront, you got people who will do that with you, too. Barry and I will be in a boat with a beer. Yeah, there you go. There you, <laughs> go. you can be in a boat with a beer laughing at the people who Safety are busting their thing. ass. Absolutely. When we get back, I've got questions about the vendors and the exhibitors who are going to be out as well. Sure. Well, you guys, thank you so much for swinging by. Don't go anywhere. We've got another segment with you. And I just think it's just a wonderful thing. Doesn't it feel great? Don't, don't you feel the exhalation? across the community right now masks off outdoors open absolutely unbelievable and as you said the weather is just just stupid beautiful yes absolutely that's a scientific term y'all can feel free to use it stupid with two o's beautiful all right nougat radio nougatradio.com 92.7 on the fm band you're watching facebook live you're listening to the radio keep that in mind please thank you Only in Jeff Styles America. And appropriate from the album Run. And they followed up with Swim, and then the third one in the trilogy Bike. Band called AWOL Nation. Not really. It's just called Run. Um, Fred the Show is what you're listening to. That's the morning show. Free radio every day. Freedom of thought, freedom of speech, freedom of expression. Cost you nothing to listen, cost you nothing to call. And this hour, every Friday, the 9 to 10 a.m. hour, is the Explore More Hour. We appreciate you guys tuning in. It is dedicated to outdoor sports, adventure sports, not so adventurous sports, just anything that gets you off the couch and into the great, you know, wide open we're for. I wanted to uh, I'll reintroduce my guest, Barry White, uh, who's with Chattanooga Tourism, and Brian Myrick, who's with the Ironman. 
And just Jen just asked off the air, so I'll let you ask again on the air. One of the most important things right now for you guys are volunteers. Volunteers. Yeah. How, need- how do people get in touch with you? And I will, of course, post this to our Facebook page. How do people get in touch with you to, if they would like to volunteer? And how many people people are you needing? Yeah, I mean, a race like this takes 2,000 volunteers to pull off, you know, and the more we get, the better experience our, our athletes have. And we're, and we're fortunate here that we have a great program through the Ironman Foundation to, to give back to those that help us out. So we'll, we'll donate almost $20,000 back to the local nonprofits for, for all those groups that help us. But if you want to be involved, we, you know, we, we need groups on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of next weekend um, to do anything from athlete check-in to aid stations um to sunscreen so you name it we, we have a need for it um if you want to if you want to reach out to us it's i am chattanooga at ironmanvolunteers.com shoot us an email crystal our volunteer director be happy to you know tell you what what we need and, and where we need you um but yeah they, they make or break the race and and we can't do without them i am assuming every sports and therapeutic massage person in the entire region has has been contacted because i know there's got to be cramps aplenty it's got to be it's got to be a cra- you know cramparuna it's it's, it's a good one and, and right now the weather looks good so hopefully we avoid some heat um but yeah it's uh athletes certainly need taken care of before and after it's, the race. it's really fun too to volunteer for for these races yeah. i've done yeah. it we, you know when i think about it and going door to door selling you know candy bars or whatever or come out to an ironman and have a good time it, with us i think it's a win yeah. Yeah. Right. It, it's inspirational i mean they, you're just there whatever it wherever you're volunteering I mean, it, it is just it is inspirational to, to support these athletes and to see them and their personal accom- accomplishments and it's it, it's just a great experience you know I'm, I'll, I'll give you i'll give you a personal uh, anecdote here I, I got tapped years ago when they were still doing the big bike ride they would do it every other year the ms 150 and uh, it was a group of people most of whom you know biked road biked you know constantly but not all of them. Some people kind of came out of the woodwork and they just, you know, just were recreational bikers. But it was up to Sweetwater and back. And we stayed there overnight. So it was like 80 miles one way, 75 another, whatever. It was, it was 150 miles round trip. And I was unprepared for the feeling that washed over me when I finished my first one that second day. And we came back from Sweetwater. And I came back in kind of across the finish line and into the, you know, the, the end staging area. And a crowd of about 50 people stopped what they were doing to applaud me as though I was an Olympian. And I broke into tears. I literally did. I was unprepared for the emotional surge that I got for being cheered for basically just doing a charity event and completing it. It's not like I smoked anybody, but I mean, I completed it and it was such a sense of fulfillment. And when I got that applause, it meant the world to me. Yeah, it's, it's inspirational. I think one of the things for us that we see most often is our biggest group of new athletes are former volunteers. It's tough to come to the event, volunteer, and be a part of that and hear the stories and not be inspired. Not so for me, that's that's exciting to see, you know, and, and hear the stories and hear what's going on. It, yeah. Again, everybody's got some some story, some journey they're going through. It is, and I want to, if I can, just add in that it this event makes our community more healthy uh, for lots of reasons because people, our community gets inspired is inspired again to go out and just better themselves and they will end up participating in this event at some point they're like man i, I want to do it i got to do it and and just want to be part of it just set a goal jeff are you in no <laughs> <laughs> no no i there's a lot I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you jeff's I, a broken man a lot of a lot of things i can and will do but running i have tried my entire life I've tried to get into running. I forced myself to do it when I needed to get in shape. 
I never got a runner's high. I never felt like I was lighter than I was when I started. I never enjoyed it. It was a plodding horror. If you see me running, call 911 because something is wrong. I'm either in trouble or somebody's in trouble and I'm after them. I don't know which one it is. But no, no, I'll, I'll do my best in other ways to try to support. Um, is it is it at this point? I'm assuming you're you're sold out as far as participants go, right? Yeah, this Chattanooga has always been one of our fastest sellouts and one of the biggest events we have. And you know, again, last year with COVID and the situation we were in with with transfers and people deferring from last year's events, um, we never really even got opened this year. Uh, it's it's an it's an exciting thing, um, but the demand has always been there for us, um, and we've been sold out for a while. Hey, right, let me ask. I'm, a, I'm, I'm I actually I don't ever do this. I, my my rules are I don't want to ever do a talk radio show before I do a talk radio show and discuss stuff beforehand because that just seems to be repetitive and redundant and doing the same thing over and over again. And but I did I did give them a little heads up. I don't want to necessarily appear political, but does, did it really make a, a that big a difference to wait and see who won the mayor's race? Because I kept hearing that from various events and organizations, even the uh, the, the health departments, you mm-hmm. know, uh, the confab that they had for yeah. dealing with the pandemic shut down to see and wait to see who won the mayor's race. And like, as soon as the winner became obvious, suddenly there were all these announcements. Softball was back on. Iron Man was back on. Would it have really made a difference? Well, and I'll, you know, Brian just pointed to me and I'll, I'll take that question. Um, you know, previous administration and, and, you know that's part of what it is is they make the decisions what they consider best for the community and um they just weren't prepared to open to provide you know street permits and things like that so we did speak with you know the candidates the mayoral candidates and then the final two and got verbal uh commitment that they would reopen and permit you know provide permits and everything to host these events so yes it did make a big difference and if you notice i mean there were executive orders coming out immediately sure. um so we can get to work and lifting the rules and, and on lift. softball and that's the, correct man and things like so y'all were ready to go you had you had you had a, a vote of confidence that you would be able to move forward that's correct so and then and and now you are so here here we are yeah. uh so volunteers um what would be what would be what would be a a, a chief job for one volunteer uh it can be anything anything to support our athletes you know so these guys uh you know, we, we operate on a like a ca- captain system where we get a group that comes out and, and is you know supports us and again we try to support them. So uh, we need we need them for anything and everything. One of the toughest jobs I think is stripping wetsuits. Is that yeah, wetsuits <laughs> wetsuit strippers. That's um, that's, that's, that's a that's a skill set. That really that's is that's a skill set. It always right gets there. people fired up till they realize that most people have urinated in those wetsuits. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, they're in the water. Somebody's got to bring you guys back to reality. Oh, it, oh. it holds a lot of it next to you. I promise you. Yeah. I've been diving enough to tell you you can warm yourself up pretty quick. Yeah, and that's, you know, <laughs> we've water. had to eliminate a few things this year because of COVID, and that's one of them that we've lost. But you know, and, I mean, there's so many things that go into this and making sure these athletes have a have an incredible experience um yeah the demand is there and and i think it's i think it's fun so so people uh where would be a good vantage point other than the bridge looking down at the swimmers just say for the bike race where where would be a good place for a a first timer 
just to set up and say, I want to see this thing happen. You know, I want if, to you're, see him come if, back. if you're just around the area, you know, Chickamauga is fun to see as people roll through historic Chickamauga. But the bike, because of the distance and the, and the time frame, takes, you know, two to three hours to do it. It's tough to leave the venue and get out and see it and come back. So Ross's Landing, again, is the hub yeah. to see him get, you know, get out of the water on their bike, off their bike, out on the run. Then you walk up to the bridges and watch what we call the hot corner. Um, everything for this race is sort of centralized around Ross's Landing. For the full in the fall, lot longer race you've got a 17 hour race that allows you the opportunity to get out there and sort of experience stuff but for this one man i encourage everybody ross's landing's the spot and, and anybody, give me one more yeah. time the the uh, way for people to volunteer yeah. how do they contact you yeah shoot us an email um look at our website the email is i am chattanooga at ironmanvolunteers.com um, our website facebook page send us a message um we're all, we're all over all that stuff and we're about to, to to shift gears a little bit after this next commercial break. We're going to be talking to one of the UTC students that was in that group that went out and found a a piece of regional American history sitting on the bottom of the Tennessee River, the USS Chattanooga, the ship that actually supplied Grant and Sherman here in our town as they got ready for the march to the sea. And it sank right off the coast of the, uh, right off the, the banks of Ross's Landing in the 21st Century Riverfront down there. And one of those students is going to join us in a minute. You people are going to be swimming right over the top of this piece of history that's been sitting down there for 150 some odd years, and we didn't even know it was there. I think that's just an incredibly interesting thing. So Casey Wallen is going to be joining us in just a little bit. And we appreciate you guys coming in very much. Thank you for taking the time. I know you're just super slammed busy right now. Thank you very much. Great place to be, though. Yeah, yeah. thank you, guys. And uh, thanks to Tim uh, Morgan as well, who stepped in and helped us make the, this happen. Yeah, very much so. And uh, kind of a, a, like I said, we had a big momentum going for well over a year with this show and then just stopped it dead because we couldn't get people in. So it's really nice to be talking about this again. You guys wish you the best of luck. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Nuga Radio, nugaradio.com, 92.7 on the FM band. If, remember, if you're watching Facebook Live, you are listening to the radio, and every one of these Explore More Hour broadcasts will become a podcast immediately as soon as we're done. We'll have it up and running so you can go watch it at your leisure. Only in Jeff Styles, America. Okay, explore more hour at Nuga Radio, the home of entertaining information and informative entertainment. My name is Jeff Stiles with a Y. I'm the host of the show, one of several, actually. With or without the most? No, no, I've never had the most. I've had some, but never been the one with the most. The Argonauts here, Pim Jen's here. Russell usually takes off in this hour. We have a, a third guest lined up for this hour, and uh, her name is Casey Waller. She's a student at UTC, and she was one of a handful of folks who took off on a little adventure and discovered a piece of true American history, not just regional local history, but American history, Civil War era, the ship USS Chattanooga, we believe, sunken right off the banks of Ross's Landing in downtown Chattanooga. And Casey, thank you for joining us this morning. Hey, this a uh, couple quick topical comments. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. This is not the all, call we were looking for. I, sir, I, I've got to get you to step off. Uh, we're looking for a call from Casey Wallen. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I thought I thought that we had we had communicated we had communicated with you, Jay. I thought you could talk to the guy. I said, "Hey, is this Casey?" And he goes, "Yeah." She, she. Oh well, I, I was unaware. <laughs> okay, all right. That's that's my bad then, because I thought we were all set up there, and I just did that entire thing. And I'm very very sorry to the to the caller. Let me go ahead and, and as a matter of fact, I'll just go ahead and recruit you to go ahead and call her directly that would now. Work. That well, would it's going to take me a second to find the number now. Here you go. That's the number right there, and she is probably going to be expecting us because she probably tried to call through. Now, I, I was so confident after you talked to the person that we had the person there on the line. Golly. Yeah, anyway, it's all good. Uh, we'll, we'll do the best we can to get her up and running here. The story is, and we're going to actually have the, the professor that they were working with, uh, Dr. Morgan Smith, on on the 28th of this month. On the 28th we are. of this month. Yes. 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 He'll be coming in. Yeah. I'm excited about so that. So we'll be able to actually get it a little bit more into detail. But I said, told Casey, I said, I don't expect you to be an expert because if I'm not mistaken, I think it was a group of anthropology students. They were, yeah. And, That's exactly uh, right. And just kind of went off on a, on a lark. But I saw the sonar images. Yeah. And it certainly seems to match the, the ship that was described at the time. Absolutely. And uh, if and hopefully we can make this work and it'll all work out. We'll just see how it goes. This, ship was, this ship was built in 1900. Well, USS Chattanooga was a Denver-class protected cruiser in the United States Navy. No, that's a different Chattanooga. Is it? Yeah. That, Look. 1900 is way after the Civil War, darling. There all are right. two, well, there well, two they didn't ships called yeah. Would you not make the same mistake? No. Look at it. No, because I saying? know what I'm, I'm talking saying. about. All right, fine. <laughs> that's, yeah, no, that, it's wooden. That's not wooden. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that was the ship that was that was that was getting ready for the World War One. Do we have Casey on the line with us? Yeah, we do now. Yes, Casey. Sorry about that. Uh, I, we we had a, a, a your 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 gender fluid name threw off the producer there, and he thought he was talking to a male Casey, and then got the guy set up, and that's he awesome. he he, he was ready to talk about masks or something. I'm not really sure. It's going very well. Uh, just let me shut up real quick because we'll be out of time before you know it. How did your your group get on this project? Where did this all start? with my professor, Dr. Morgan Smith. Um, he's a, uh, a maritime archaeologist and works for UTC. Um, I guess it was just something that really interested him. He does a lot of work at Chickamauga Battlefield and a lot of our field schools for archaeology are there. So they do a lot of work with things that involve the Civil War and I guess it just really interested him so he brought it up to us as a class and we all decided we'd go out and do a boat day for one of our class days. Um, it was a lot of fun, though, and definitely a big learning experience. <laughs> but, I mean, it, so it truly was kind of a lark. You guys didn't really expect to find it, did you? Uh, no, not exactly. There's only one picture of the, of the boat uh, that we found, like, historically. On uh, top of the water, the, yeah, yeah, the functioning the ship. bridge yeah. that goes from downtown to North Shore was built. Yes. You can see it in, like, the bottom right-hand corner right behind that bridge propped up on the riverbank so that's the only known picture that that we have ever seen so we kind of had a, a guess to where it might have been sure but no one has ever gone to look for it so. and I, I know my friend mr wizard mm -hmm. of course who has the chattanooga history you know and, and did the deep zoom website before he worked with the history folks here locally i've seen that picture and that was during you know the siege and just after the siege of chattanooga which was a miserable time for everybody involved 
and there was the ship that was used to supply you know replace the old cracker line that barely kept the union soldiers alive trapped inside this this city and it became the main sh- supply ship for grant and sherman what sunk it what is the story why did it go down um so a, a common practice when it comes to barges and large ships that are they no longer have a purpose or you know they can't be used anymore they put them up on the sides of the riverbank and make sure that there's nothing inside the, the boat or the barge that could be harmful for the environment and they basically just let it sink on its own naturally into the water. Um, so we actually found several other barges from like the 1800s and some newer ones too that were underwater in that same area. I think we came across about seven different boats just in that one little area that we were um, surveying. Did anybody actually physically dive down to the wreck? I'm, I've mentioned this because I've you know I'm a scuba diver and have been you know all my life. And I've been diving in the Tennessee River, and people think that's a crazy idea and that you wouldn't be able to see anything. And actually, the visibility down at the bottom is pretty good. It's, it's, it's not bad at all if you, don't, if you don't make a mess of it by silting it up, by beating around on the bottom. Did anybody actually go down and put hands on the craft? So that is, that is the next step um, following what we did as a, as a group um, so what we did was use side scan sonar, which is basically a piece of equipment that you attach to a boat, and you drive over different areas, and it identifies what's underwater based on like whatever's on the surface of, of um, the river, and it uses sonar, so whatever, like sound waves, to identify what's down there. So we did that, and then we went over all of our data in class, and then the next step after doing side scan, side scan sonar and going over the data is to send a diver down. So I'm sure Dr. Smith will be on that pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, we, we're, he, we've got him lined up for the 28th to come in to the studio. So we, we may even, you know, get you or somebody, one of your other, you know, cohorts on by phone. Uh, I do find it interesting that it was an anthropology class, was it not? Uh, yeah, so it's uh, the first time that he's ever taught marriage. Oh, Hello. Hello? It sounds like oh, we can you hear me? Uh, yeah, it sounds like we just got cut off for a second. Might have call waiting. Somebody's calling to tell you that you're on the radio. <laughs> hey, did you know you're on the radio? <laughs> that happens all the time. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Um, no, you're fine. So he's this was a maritime archaeology class. This is the first time that he's been able to teach a class um, specifically for archaeology that deals with underwater um, aspects. So shipwreck archaeology anything to do with coastlines, stuff, stuff involving that. I'm sure that he has spent more than an ample amount of time up at the tiny town of Harrison, right above the dam there that emerges every January, you know, that they flooded to make room for, you know, the Chickamauga Lake. Um, always an intriguing place to go and just walk around and see the foundations and the steps that used to lead to churches leading to nowhere kind of wonder where all those ghosts are that's it it's an interesting you know uh, line of work and the picture that was in the article and i was just looking at a second ago it's it's a remarkable image captured by sonar and it looks i mean it looks unmistakable to me from the from the layout of the ship that you guys found the right one right yeah like i said we found about seven different barges and boats over there and that was the most identifiable uh, when it came to looking for the USS Chattanooga. 
we can kind of tell based on how it was built. You can, because different ships and different barges and different boats have different building structures. And that was the only one that had, that we identified that had the double layer, um, like where it had two, two levels to it, as well as a giant, had a giant wheel in the back, I believe, that yeah. we, we identified as well. Yeah, it was I, I, it's, I couldn't help but it's somewhat reminiscent of the first ghostly images that Robert Ballard sent back to the top of the Titanic. You know, all of a sudden you see that big ocean anchor, you know, that you knew was at the bow of the Titanic come into view, and you're like going, whoa, this is really <laughs> something. I mean, this is really a, a piece of history. And, of course, this ship goes much further back than that. And the fact that it's still there, that much structure would be left at the bottom of the river, they must have made that out of some very hardy wood. Um, <laughs> does, does this does it does it change uh, your career path? Is this something you would like to pursue? Um, so I'm currently an anthropology major with a geology minor, and I can't specify what I want to do within my my major until I go into a master's program. But archaeology is definitely a main focus of mine. So having all of, all of my classes with Dr. Smith is definitely a lot of fun and it is gearing me towards archaeology for sure because I, I think that's the most interested field within anthropology. Well, there you go. That's we, very cool. We need some Indiana Janes out there. Yeah. You know, uh, some, some women <laughs> in the field. Well, I tell you what, Casey, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you talking to me. Uh, and let me give a, a plug to uh, the reporter for the Times Free Press. Annika is the one that actually got me in touch with you. And I didn't know where to start. I really didn't. And we kind of just all rode off in all directions at once. But that was the quickest way to do it. So thank you to uh, to her and to the folks at the Times Free Press for uh, hooking us up. And, and go ahead and mark it down on the calendar that Dr. Smith will be in on the 28th. And we'll be talking about it in its fullness. We'll spend the whole hour. Thank you very much. Of course. Thank you, guys. Have there a great day. Go. Thank you. There you, you too. Go. I want you to think about the time. <laughs> it was it was built in 1900 Look, and we were talking was about last it, minute staging the, the, the march to the sea by grant and sherman at the end of the civil war so Ms. in her defense yeah in her uss chattanooga i know i saw that was the first one she also did not learn american history in america i understand she got the secondhand information i did i understand i was gonna say but if they told me that yeah we're down here in australia and it's we're going to be looking for artifacts from the territorial wars when they ran the indigenous people i said well i'll start looking for 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 sea dues and then and and jet skis because i know they use them to round people up out in the outback (laughs) give give you full credit Mm -hmm. full credit thank you so fast looking up that wrong information (laughs) (laughs) how often does that happen jeff really none okay thank you thank you very much first time ever she's made a mistake on the air here i've been keeping track okay sure uh 710-9927 if you guys like to join the upcoming uh hosts and talent and staffers and on-air people here feel free uh please do have a great weekend have a safe weekend Take care of yourselves. It's going to be pretty. Like I said, might get a little bit of rain tonight into tomorrow morning, but then I think that's out of here. Monday, we see showers come back in. So if we get another day today like we had yesterday, you really got no excuse. You need to at least just take a chair outside and sit outside. 
Just soak up some vitamin D, if nothing else. You get your favorite book and roll outside. You will feel much better for it, I grant you. Now, the pollen is a little bit of a... <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's it's definitely affecting my, my it's voice. It's mine, too, yeah. And, and cough <clears throat> more so than usual. So whatever that's in the air right now, it's... Is bothersome to me, but that's all part well, of it. This is the downfall of having an actual spring. Yeah, I, I was going a real spring. I mean, I'm telling you, we had a nice fall and a nice spring. We're getting back to where we have four seasons again. That's wonderful. And uh, thanks to everybody for your participation. To the caller who called in the way to cut off, I am very sorry. Please call back uh, first thing Monday, whatever the topics are. Hopefully, they will still be valid by the time it rolls around. All right. podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors. Southern Segway, Chattanooga's first consumer Segway dealer. Find them at Southern Segway on Facebook and Instagram. Dr. Brett Moldenhauer, Institute for Acupuncture and Wellness, and North Spring Cryotherapy and Rejuvenation Center. Find them at northspring.com. For more, go to fredpodcast.com.